Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down for another great show. I'm your host, as always, Jimmy Skinner. Uh, not with me tonight, uh, Dan Perry. He is not feeling too good, so hoping he don't have old COVIDia. Hoping him and his family's doing all right, and he'll be back next week. But uh, yeah, we just wanted to bring everybody back for another great tournament show. Uh, this week, we got the Kayak Anglers of Central Pennsylvania they were doing a little event out on the middle part of the Susky, and with uh, the next big national tournament coming up uh, that everybody's excited about, the Hobie BOS at the Susky, we wanted to uh, cover this tournament for sure. They had a bunch of folks, 55 people showed up for that, five fish tournament, and there was a bunch of nice smallies caught, so we definitely wanted to get into this show and uh, you know figure out how it's setting up now, give everybody a little bit of information that's planning on going down there. Um you know, talk history, talk tactics, figure out how these guys got on them. And uh, make sure you stay tuned. We might have a couple special guest hosts popping on that are smally nuts themselves. So they, they heard about this opportunity and wanted to come jump on with us. But with uh, without any further ado, we have... Uh, my cursor has died on my mouse and I can't do it. There we go. We're going to do it with my finger. But uh, without any further ado... Coming in with us is uh, Alex Fiolka, the winner from the event and third place. JR Rents. What is going on, guys? What's How's up? It going? There we go. Sorry about the delay. My mouse decided not to not to work anymore. We're good. Well, what's going on, man? I know Alex, we've had you on before. Uh JR, we're excited to have you. Y'all uh yep, all you. caught Appreciate up. It. Have a good fourth. Yeah. Too much fun. <laughs> we, we were we were bums yesterday, which I kind of was okay with. I say we were bums. I fished. Then we were bumps. But well, uh, so let's uh first do a little round of introductions. Uh, Jr. Since you hadn't been here before, just start off. Tell us, uh, you know, who you are, where you're from, what you do when you're not kayak fishing, how you got into kayak fishing, just anything. All right, uh, Jr. Rents. I live over here in uh, South Jersey. Um, actually, not too far from uh, Bicanelli. He's about ten fifteen minutes down the road. Oh yeah, and uh, Greg De Palma also. 
Um, I've been kayak fishing. This is my third year, second full year doing it. Um, kind of just wanted to do something a little bit different, a little bit new. Uh, I originally used to fish out of a bass boat. Grew up fishing since I was young. Outside of fishing, once fall comes, uh, I do a lot of hunting. Uh, about it. I hear you. I hear you. That's a... Uh... So, like you, you said you've been in it for about three years now. Did you mm-hmm. get right into the the like the tournament half? Have you always kind of done the competitive boat stuff, or so did I, you just kind of dabble with it? Nah. So all my fishing was just done just leisurely, just going okay. out having fun all the time. And uh, I got a kayak a couple of years ago, and um, did a couple of, like the online tournaments. Uh, there's month long ones. Wasn't a real fan of it. And uh, then I found out about MAKBF, uh, joined on with those guys. And uh, I think I did like one tournament and I liked it. So last year I kind of jumped fully into it. And uh, I just like being out there with all them guys just competing. And the group, MAKBF, I mean, they're those guys are amazing. The whole group is. Um, the guys that run it, the tournament directors, uh, and all the other fishermen. I mean, it's a good group of guys to fish with. Man, you hear that too many times when it comes to kayak fishing. The the people just seem to be better over here. You know, if we've got anything to hang our hat on, I, I'm glad that's yeah. the thing we can. <laughs> well, uh, what about you, Alex? Glad to have you back, man. Tell, uh, give everybody that doesn't know you a little bit about you, and for all of our usual listeners, give us a little uh, rerun. I'm Alex Fioca. I live in Southern Maryland. Um, I've been fishing with MAKBF um, since 2017, kayak bass fishing since 2017. Uh, truth be told, I grew up in the Midwest. I didn't target bass until 2017. So, um, you know, it's kind of interesting to hear, you know, some of our new members kind of consider me a veteran of our sport but in all actuality i'm a i'm a student of the sport um always you know trying to learn new things and i've been fishing um you know since i was you know young kid my dad always you know had me out walleye fishing uh things you know that are more prevalent in the midwest glacial lakes area um got into kayak fishing and it has been game on ever since so um you know it's it's just been you know one thing after the other i'm with jr um i think makbf has a really good thing going we have a great um you know little thing going and it's it's just been fun you know i like i said i'm a student of the sport so which is a good thing i, I you know especially with fishing you can't ever stop learning i mean there's always you know, new techniques, new tricks, new, God knows there's new lures, but yes, <laughs> none of us need any more of that most of the time. Uh, but I, I feel like it's one of those things you can get kind of left behind quick if you don't keep learning and adapting and fishing. Well, and I, I think for the most part too, is uh, I think some folks hit a comfort zone where they, they feel like, you know, they've achieved Definitely. something and they're no longer studious to the sport. Um, where I'm always willing to open an ear and ask questions and continue the learning process. And that's something that I, you know, uh, 
you look at people like Rick Klun, you know, who in my eyes are, you know, just heroes of the sport. And sure. he considers himself to this day a student of the sport. So I'm going to try and keep that mantra going as long as I can. So I definitely hear it too many times when you're fishing with some people and they're like, they always have the same stuff they always do. Well, it, it catches fish. Well, that's true. But yeah, think of what, how much better you could be doing. You no, know, without a doubt. <laughs> well, it's awesome, guys. I'm definitely glad both of y'all are part of our little world, or we wouldn't be having this this show covering one of the best fisheries in the country, no doubt, especially for us that love chasing these old bronzebacks. But uh, with that being said, uh, if either one of y'all, or both of you, give us a little rundown of what the Susky is. And you, if you want to, you can do kind of a, a total rundown and then a rundown of the area that y'all were fishing for this event. So, go ahead, Dale. Like nah, I will win or go first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're the champ here. Well, I, I will, I will tell you, um, right now the Susky is low. Um, hold on one second. Sorry guys. Oh, you're good. All right. You're stuck going first. I'll now, jump in. I know he got me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as Alex was saying, uh, it's low. Um, Harrisburg gauge right now is reading about three and a half foot. Um, there's a lot of spots, probably most of the river. I mean, you can walk across, you're talking, uh, knee high, uh, ankle high in a lot of spots too. Um, it's kind of funneling the fish into not deeper water, but some of that faster current water. Um, if you look, uh, the way the mountains come through that river, um, there's troughs that run from East bank to the West bank. And, uh, those fish will get in there during the summer dropping there, getting all that food dropping over, um, the grass, um, all that grass is now coming up. They're all getting up in there to keep cool during the day. Um, the flow slow. So doing a float which, or anything like that, which I've, I've never done up there. I like single access cause I just like to focus on a big area as much as possible. Kind of yeah. break it down, figure out my thing. No, I definitely. And so you said what the, the gauge is around three. What, what, like, if it was like the perfect scenario, what, what kind of levels do y'all like to see out there? Just to give everybody a kind of an idea of how low, low is right now. I would say probably about a foot higher. Yeah. Like to be perfect for the Hobie event coming up. If it was maybe about a foot higher and then, the two days of the event, maybe if it was rising just slowly six inches. Yeah. I think that kind of be ideal, at least for, for my scenario. Right. And and for people that are listening that, cause you know, especially, you know, most people listening to us are really coming from the bass boat tournament fishing things, which is not on places like these waters. So for anybody that doesn't know a, a foot doesn't sound like a lot. So we're not talking about three and a half foot being like a, like he he said it himself. Gage is reading three and a half foot, but places are ankle deep on a moving body of water that has a lot of current, a lot of speed to it. Normally, a foot is a huge difference. So, 
you know, coming up that one foot's not only going to, you know, obviously increase depth, but it's going to give you that there's so much more volume of water, so much more movement and fish and smallmouth. I mean, they love that current. Like you said, they're a lot of people refer to them as stupid fish because they're just basically opportunistic fit. I mean, mm-hmm. when you get on a good smally water, it you know where they're at. They're wherever the bait's easiest to come straight to them. Uh, I got a, there, there's a little creek over, well, not little. It's called the Brandywine River. It runs through Delaware, Pennsylvania, and it flows into the, into the Delaware River. And uh, that's kind of where I grew up in Delaware, but fishing that, the Brandywine Creek, Brandywine River, which is, man, a fraction the size of the Susquehanna, but it's predominantly smallmouth and everything like that. So, I mean, I just grew up wading in that and fishing for those smallmouth. That's just what I like. That's just where I'm comfortable. I hear you. That's while we're talking about it. These two goofballs just popped in at the perfect time where you said smallmouth. So we now know that they are interested <laughs> in the conversation. Uh, so for anybody that's listening that can't see it, we got the final guest crew, final guest, final cast crew in here, Matt Souders wow. and Brad Hicks. I know that y'all would want to hop on and hang out when we're talking smallmouth up on the Susky. So Heck yeah, oh, I've never been there, but I, I love smallmouth. Exactly. Best well, all we've earth. got to so far is that uh, the Suskies low right now um, and full of smallies. And we're letting well, them get into it now. And Alex is just about to give us his rundown of what what the Susky is and how it looks and sets up normally. So your turn. Well, you know, it it's 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 close to heaven. Um, <laughs> never been to heaven, but if you know. I, I, I don't know. I'd be plumb honest with you. Um, it's you know, true. My span of fishing on the Susquehanna only goes back about six or seven years. Um, and it's different every time because I think most small mouth bodies of water generally are. Um, but the, the cool part about the Susquehanna river and, and, you know, the upcoming Hobie BOS is that nobody knows where this river is going to be at come time to fish it. So it's going to take a lot of work. Whoever takes home the crown jewel of this event, their pre-fishing is going to have to be perfect. Um, You think 200 people, it's a big body of water. It covers a lot of miles, but you've got people that are going to be beating these fish up at minimum a week out for some of the locals that you know can avoid taking time off of work they're going to be two weeks one week out these fish are going to be super super pressured next weekend you've got a kfl event you've got a pennsylvania state slay nation event going on on top of hundreds of recreational fishermen that fish that river every weekend it's going to be, you know, I, I'm not saying it's going to be tough, but it's going to be tough. You know, these, these and then fish, take into account, like if it doesn't come back up, you know, if, 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 if it doesn't come back up, tractor supply is going to be run out of tractor inner tubes because the rotor molded <laughs> kayaks just ain't going to go down it anymore. But yeah, um, it's going to turn into the Hobie BOS float tube event. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to allow, you know, the little, uh, the little, uh, cupcake uh, tube or the donut tube going down the river. You know, the pool <laughs> stores are going to be sold out. But 
I'm all no, for the it's, pizza it's tube. It's going to be good. I'm, there you go. I'm really, really interested to see what happens here because everyone right now is super concerned with low water event. But I think that Ace in the Hole is going to be, it's July, it's thunderstorm season, it's rain season. We all north know what happens to these rivers when we get a big rain up north. They jump. And I know there's local guys fishing the BOS. Not me, because I'm not local. I'm. It's still almost three and a half hours away. So there's guys that fish that river every weekend, after work, before work. When that thing jumps, and when it jumps high, those guys know where to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's... I'm going to call it right now. If this thing jumps, I'm going to say it. It's going to be won by a local. I I may have to eat my words here. Um, This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. But or or the locals will prevail in the higher because they've got so much experience of where those fish congregate on high water time frames. Mm -hmm. If it stays low, I think it's anyone's game. Or if it stays at a normal pool where you know fish are more dispersed. Right. Um, But that's that's my take on it. Uh, For what it's worth, it's not worth a lot. Um, But you know that's my (laughs) that's just my prediction. So. Um, but you know, there, there was points last Saturday, man, I felt like you could have tied on an old Budweiser can and caught them. They were just chewing, you know, <laughs> um, it, that's how I feel like Brad fishes for smallmouth. He just catches smallmouth yeah, without it's trying. So, it's so annoying. Like, cause I always out with them. It's that's you're preaching to the choir, Jimmy. Yeah. It's just, it's so like last couple times though, I've either kept up or fished better. But yeah, there you go. It's, it's, he's he's slacking off. Yeah, I, he I'm is. having a bad year, man. I know. Oh my God. Like, he's a having bad a bad year. year and I'm having a decent, like we go out and I catch like four or five fish and he's caught like 47 channel catfish <laughs> and three smallmouth. That literally happened. Like that's not an exaggeration. Like it has like, this is the best spot for smallmouth. Nope. Channel catfish. 
every single cast. It was hilarious. <laughs> I laughed. The, but, the Susquehanna has no shortage of catfish, so there will be plenty of those to contend with as well. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I hate them. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 up there among you know like potholes on new tires, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's well, uh, uh, it's fishing good though. Right yeah, now. it's fishing great. I just had a a guy that's on our team for Doom. I gave him a spot to go up and practice. He went up there, not yesterday, the day before, I believe, and uh, said, here, toss this, toss that, go here. He ended up 92 inches for his best five. Jeez. So, I mean. Ooh, that's a bag. It's I've never it's got just, close it's to the that. Same, it's the same spot I had almost 96 inches last month. Wow. So, I mean, it's I know. it's fishing very good right now. So, Brad, we know where we're going next. I'm lucky to hit Patrick's 90 insane. on our local river in Ohio. Because I think what happened. Alex, you had what 92? 92. So Alex had 92. We had but four people over 90 inches. There. That's awesome. I, you know, I made a few mistakes on a couple more bigger fish. I had some 17s to get rid of, and I, you know, I I don't measure my fish if unless they're on the you know the the catch board. But I'm I'm willing to throw it out there that that I had a. A, a couple more upgrades that you know got the best of me so um i think you know and, and you you look at this event and the positivity going towards it and how much enthusiasm is there i mean you look we had jordan marshall and eric come up to fish a local pennsylvania event you know a few weeks it that's that you know that's a big deal for me you know that yeah. that means yeah. people are you know that they're, they're gas isn't cheap right now to make the trek you know a couple weeks in advance of a tournament to to try and you know just pick up a, a a little more you know maybe it was for feelers or maybe it was for spots i don't know um but there's a lot of enthusiasm behind this event it's going to be a fun one not only to compete in but it's going to be a fun event to kind of watch see what transpires you know it always is because there's i was gonna say you know for y'all to not be local and then you know come in bust over 90 inches each and you know really get on the, the quality fish and that's exactly how the hobie's gonna set up you know a lot of non-local people you usually do pretty good there sure but i i, I do think with how it is set up right now with it being low and like you said it's it's summer it's storm season it could everybody's complaining about oh god it's so low i mean it could be blown out in a month like oh yeah I mean, you know so six feet away. and freaking running you know so yeah. <laughs> and that's eight. when you said maybe those locals do have that get that edge then but so y'all both said i don't know if we've said it on the show yet y'all are both getting ready y'all are both signed up and fishing the hobie event so like we've already said again, it's a month out, so a lot of stuff can change. Did did either of y'all? We'll talk about y'all's pre-fishing a little bit. Did y'all put a lot of time in getting ready for this event, or did y'all just kind of fish off of what you've, you know, like history, what you've known before there, or how, how did you approach it? We'll let Jr. start. So, uh, I try. To, I'm about two hours away. Um, I try to get there once a month because I just I love that place. Oh, I feel um, you. If I lived anywhere close, I wouldn't be all. You wouldn't keep oh, me off yeah. of it, right? <laughs> I'm glad I don't live much closer. <laughs> um, but uh, 
I kind of, I got two, three spots to the South and then I got a couple spots to the North that I'm just familiar with. I fished numerous times. I know there's fish there. Um, and fishing for this Saturday, um, it was kind of last minute because I was supposed to get out with my parents for the weekend and some things fell through. We had some other stuff going on. So I asked my wife on Friday, I'm like, hey, you mind if I jump in this tournament Saturday? She's like, yeah, go ahead. So I threw all kinds of stuff together on Friday, got everything all ready, drove up there Saturday morning. Um, the place I fished, it was only the third time I've ever fished that spot. So, but I, I, I kind of knew what it was like. I knew what I was getting into. You're right. Um, I knew it was a, to get where you, I had you to knew enough to have a little area. bit of confidence. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I kind of just went out there and I think by nine, 10 o'clock I had about, it might've been sooner than that, about 84 inches. Ooh. So, and I thought I was running away with it. I mean, yeah. and it was a, it was a consistent bite. And then it kind of died off around noon, but I kept throwing what I was throwing and I was still getting bites and I was able to upgrade, I think two more fish throughout the day. And that was upgrading a couple a 16 and a 17 that I had. That's, um, that's phenomenal. Just, Cause there's I, spots I, in that river that are just dead. Yeah. It, 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 there's just big dead areas. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you can find the fish, I mean, you're generally going to find, a decent amount that at least gets you a limit. Yeah. That was a, the next question I was about to ask is, so I, I'm from down here in Alabama. So our smallmouth fishing is either, you know, deep ledge stuff, or we've got a bunch of like backwater creeks with, you know, river smallies in them, but it's not n- anything close to, you know, susky like. Um, and I was going to ask if it's one of those situations where usually when you, get it in an area and you get a bite, you know, to get right back in there. Cause there's like a little wolf pack of them or is that, is that typically, or so, is there a lot of just finding like one and one big alpha in each area? So mine was kind of spread out over a large area. I had a couple spots where I did catch like a, I get a 16 and 17 or I get to another spot. I pull a couple 16s out of it. Um, but then, like, come noontime, I started circling back where I went through again, and that's where I went right through the same places. And I pulled a 19 and a half, I think. Um, I pulled, a, I think, an 18, where earlier I called a 16. So it's just, it was, a, it was, I don't know how to explain it. I know the fish were there. Yeah. I spooked a couple and seen them going. It's just, I know with them, with them fish, if you give them time, they're 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 going to bite. Yeah. After you spook them, so yeah, that's why just I just kind let of them relax back around and took my time. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I feel like I mean I'm even guilty of that sometimes. Uh, get in an area, catch a fish, and then not think about the fact that sometimes the first fish you pull out of a school or a little group does run the rest of them off it hardly ever runs them off for good. Just like you're saying, they, you usually, if you just let them chill, let them rest, they'll group right back up. And I don't know. I, I know I'm guilty of like 
leaving and then not coming back, I don't think about it again. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And Matt and Brad, I don't know if Brad ever has that problem. I think Brad just catches fish, but uh, <laughs> I know me and Matt are on the same page. We both suck at fishing. Yes. yes. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, no, I, I, it's the same thing to where that's something I've actually worked on and learned this year. Last year, I'd catch a fish in a spot. And I'd watch fish leave and I'd be like, oh, well, I've just I've turned those fish off the rest of the day. And uh, this year, I've if I catch a fish in a spot and I see fish leave, I'll take my time. If it's a measurable fish, I'll take time, pick pictures and make a quick, stupid Instagram stuff. I don't know. Those are getting a lot of traction right now. So I'm about it. Uh, (laughs) Or I'll do like a funny video or something like that, like I posted yesterday or something. And then I'll just wait and I'll go up maybe a little bit and fish more and then I'll come back 10 or 15 minutes later and those fish will be right back and I'll get another one out of there. Um, that's kind of what I did on Thursday when me and Brad went out, caught a fish, little fish. I was like, okay, I thought I saw something spook, but I was like, I don't know, maybe it's something else. But I remember that in the back of my head. Well, try it again. So I went up 15 feet, fish somewhere else, got another fish. And then I cast it back to that spot. And then I caught another fish on that cast. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's exactly like JR saying, you know, those fish, they might spook off. And like you're saying, Jimmy, they might spook off, but you just let them take a minute to realize there's nothing there. They're going to go back and they typically will go back to that spot they're at for they were there for a reason. So they're going to go back for a reason. And especially so. this time of year, I don't like something that made me like really pay more attention to it. I've gotten back into watching the pros and the elites and stuff like that. And like summertime is when they're schooling of course there's more than one fish there i mean yeah now if you're fishing in the back of a creek it's probably a little different but you know especially and even more so a smallmouth man smallmouth usually are in their little wolf pack groups so mm-hmm. you've got to just keep firing in there so i've made it a, a habit now like i really focused on it yesterday i'd catch one on the a-rig and I'd make sure I just threw straight back into that same spot with the A-Rig again. Just to, uh, Somebody that's, I feel like, notorious on moving bays doing that is Kevin Van Dam. If you ever watch mm-hmm. him when he gets on his cranking bites, oh man, he catches one cranking, makes the same cast, catches another and makes the same cast. Bombing casts. I was about but to say, the difference though is Kevin Van Dam's throwing the crankbait like two and a half clicks. Like two and a yeah. half kilometers down the <laughs> yeah. lake and covering 400 yards. I, I did watch. I mean, I can bomb one, but I watched uh, some elites and they they had the camera on him and then the camera looked where he was casting. And I was like, what size reel are you using? How much lines on that? Like, Have you seen his crankbait setups? They're all medium heavy moderates, most of them, with a 300 size reel. And he's throwing a standard size crankbait, like a Kevin Van Dam crankbait, a quarter Out of mile. the county. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, like I can I can launch an XD for days. But like with these, like, he, I can he, throw it. But man, he's just doing something stupid. Like He don't use brakes either on his reels, does he? No, no, there. All his reels are all free flowing. He doesn't have a break on any of them. He is, he is the fishing god. Well, that's he's why he's won more money than anybody else. So, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's a reason. I feel bad for the guy that argues that with you. Oh yeah, it, it'll be a bad argument because there's no, there's, there's yeah. no uh, arguments need to be two sided, and there's nothing to say he can't do that. So yeah, it's like well, uh, no, 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 well, no. no. Not yeah, when he's using no. like a 300 size reel with no brakes. He's using a like a musky setup to catch yeah, some sort catch of a large balsa, mouth. Uh, crankbait, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just insane. Anyway, that's off track. But yeah, Jimmy, what you were saying, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how uh, 
Anybody that ever listens to us get talking, well, we all we go down rabbit holes. I for anybody that just listens to their show, the one they just recorded, I hopped in on, and we went way off track very quickly. So oh, yeah, ready. <laughs> yeah, for like ten minutes, it was it was a deep hole, deep deep. Well, uh, Alex, how about you? I I know you've got experience out there as well. Did you get into any pre fishing, or did you just kind of show up and swing for it? I actually met a friend uh two weeks ago that was it now, i didn't know i was going to fish this event it was one of those things it was like oh there's an event going on it's before the susky it's always fun to fish local events and i will tell you those central kayak anglers they run an awesome event um mike reinhold great guy um they're they're just always really well put together so you always know what you're getting into it's not i don't fish their events often but when i do i know what i'm getting you know like your money's going to a good place it's like i don't know you see it online like buy with confidence well i can say you know from experience you know to anybody listening if they're thinking about doing one of their tournaments fish them with confidence because you're getting a well-ran event and if you fish enough events, you know the good ones from the bad ones or the not-so-great ones. Those ones are always, re- like, really well-ran. Um, those guys in Pennsylvania, you know, they're good anglers on that river, man. They're <laughs> really good. Um, you go up there going, you know, geez, how bad am I going to get my butt kicked this time because – they just live there and they live on the river and you know it's like when the river changes they change you know they know how to like match each other <clears throat> so to do well on one of those events is actually you know for me it's a big deal because um i don't take for granted other angler skill levels i, I actually give credit to them you know Oh, for sure. Um, and it's always nice to go beat somebody on their home turf for all the reasons you just said. <laughs> well, and I don't mean that from a rude standpoint. Yeah, like, no, I did no. it. I didn't didn't win. I got second a few weeks ago, and like I beat all the people I wanted to beat there, the people that are normally at the top of the list. And I was yes. like, well, heck yeah! Like, it, I feel like I can hang my hat your, on that. It's good for your confidence, but you can't let it go too far. You know, exactly. You leave, you're excited. Like nothing feels better than a win. Um, but soon after you've got to like roll it back and say, okay, time to start focusing for the next event, you know, bring, you know, make sure your head fits through the next door you walk through. Um, because (laughs) just as soon as you do well, you can get it stomped back in the mud just as fast and, you know, go the opposite direction. So you just try and do as much preparation, you know, to be successful at the next event. Um, Every time I fish with JR, we're always right there with each other. He's a fun angler to fish with or fish against. Um, I consider him a good friend, but he's always up there. We're always, seems like we're always just like scratching at each other's throats, which is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If, if anything, it's good for the both of us um, Mm -hmm. to just keep focused throughout the day. You know, it was fun Saturday. I met up with him before anybody else really like showed back up at the award ceremony. And I just yeah. looked at him and I was like, that was fun. You know, like <laughs> it was like one minute you're in front and then the next minute, bloop, you're behind again. And then you get in front, you know, you're leapfrogging throughout the day. And that is good old fashioned, clean living fun. Like, yeah. uh, are y'all close enough buddies that y'all text? Are y'all close enough buddies y'all text each other trash talking back and forth? There no, no, I don't know. Uh, uh, we, <laughs> we, we fish, man. We ain't got time for all that. No, um, 
but we are close enough buddies. You know, after we had a fun little angler of the year showdown last year, and it was <laughs> it was close, real close, like close, close, tied close. And uh, <laughs> after the cards fell, we went out for beers and dinner afterwards, and it was fun. You know, and Thank and that's you. what I love about kayak angling is you can be a fierce competitor. Um, but you really, really, in my opinion, you show your true class, how well you wear it when you're up front and how well you wear it when you're, you know, maybe behind. Mm -hmm. And JR oh, wears it well in every situation. So one of those people I really look up to. Appreciate yeah. that. And honestly, the same goes for Alex, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about this guy. We had a good time out there. I mean, it's it, yeah. every time J, JR and I are, are fishing with each other, it, it's tight. So <laughs> it is. It, 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 I'm serious. It comes down to it's quarter. Like he said it just time. comes down to inches. He had me by an inch on this tournament. That's all. <laughs> I was in third. He was in first by an inch. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you want to take it to the next level, you got to work on the psychological play because now that y'all are, you know, your friends, <laughs> yeah. that's when it's okay to do that. Cause that's yep. how we do. Like <laughs> when I was doing good in that tournament I was in, my buddy messaged me and was like, you need to stop catching all my fish and move off my spot, which I wasn't <laughs> on a spot or anything, but that for me, like opened the door. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah, I no. immediately caught two more good fish and I sent him a message back and was like, go check the leaderboard now, bitch. And I passed him. <laughs> yeah. no, and then he no. showed up in my area with me and was like, Hey buddy. Go ahead. Ask. Or no, that that's that stuff's all fun. It's just like, you know, um, when you can have good competition like that, um, and at the end of the day, you know, just walk away from it just as happy if he, you know, does it because exactly. he's beaten just yeah. as many times as you know, it's gone the other direction. And uh, I think we both end up laughing, you know, laughing or smiling as we oh, yeah. see you next yeah. next time, you know, kind of thing. And that, it's you know, we we always get hit on the camaraderie of kayak fishing is just next level compared to any of the other. Like I would almost go out on a limb and say basically probably any other sport, you know, everybody's just very tight knit, and mm -hmm. you know, you want to win, but it doesn't seem like people really get bummed about it and when it all comes down to it i mean even though some of these events pay out it's not life-changing money no. so there's not really any no. reason to get upset you know no. like, yeah especially like y'all did y'all both had fantastic days caught in the 90s caught nothing but smallies what's there to be hmm. upset about like, no, it's a good day. It was, it, <laughs> it, one fish could have made it go any other way so right you know it was just i i, I caught my that that big upgrade and that was a day changer for me. But I, I, you know, I can go back afterwards and go, had I not caught that, I'd have been in, you know, we'd have swip swap places or something, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, when, when it comes to the competitive side, I mean, I'm fierce. I'm, I'm out there to win. I don't ever, uh, I think it's silly to enter an event that you don't go for that spot. You know, if you're selling yourself, oh, I hope I get a top 10. No BS. Um, hope you win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, at the end of the day, after that, you've got to put yourself in realization and say, "Hey, look, you know, we'll pick it up and do it again next time or whatever." Mm -hmm. But I don't ever enter an event to get third place. Even you know, yeah. even Hobie BOS events where I know it's just like you know, Trap I am shoot. in someone else's <laughs> territory and I am not in my wheelhouse. But 
I'm here Dang to win. It. I'm going to go out there and give it everything on yeah. the table and leave it all out there because at the end of the day, I've got money invested. I've got time invested. That's what I'm going for. And if yep. it don't work out, it don't work out. So be it. But that that's my plan. Maybe yeah, that's the I'd... thing I'm missing from like <laughs> from my game because I try to take it serious and I feel like I spin out. What's been working for me here lately is just like I sign up and I'm just like, no, I'm there. Whatever happens, happens. You know, now and then when you start doing, I guess when I start doing better, like the competitive edge starts to turn on a little bit. My mind starts to really dig into it. But if it's like not going good, I don't let it get to me anymore. It's just like, I mean, I was just here anyway. It was only 200 bucks. Who cares? Like, I don't know. But that may just be how I deal with the stress, I guess. Well, so, so this has been like, this is a fun little story. So this year I'm not fishing any of the, well, just a handful of the MAKBF events, but I've been going around taking pictures of our anglers, you know, trying to help them promote themselves or whatever, you know, give them some cool hero shots. And I follow JR around and JR is laser focused. He don't talk much. He's just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like he's in the zone like me, like I would be. And uh, I know you guys know who Trey Leach is. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I follow him around, and that is the most relaxed. And he's a great angler, <laughs> always up there. But it's like, holy cow, nothing spins that guy out. I mean, he could be going through a catastrophe and just look at you and laugh <laughs> and be like, whatever, you know? Like, And I'm like, I wish I was like that. I wish, you know, because I, I, I have tendencies of spinning out. I think we all have. Um, but Trey Leach is just like, whatever just takes it and deals with it and moves on you know like and there's it, some people I, like i haven't fished with him but like jody queen's one of those people i feel likes like that yeah seeing some of his yeah. footage yeah. and how like yeah i mean how he took himself out of that tournament over the pfd thing like he's collected which, yeah know? just calm i, I will yeah. never never be that collected or calm <laughs> I, I think there's a, a happy medium you got to get uh and it, it, something works different for everybody. Like I was like Alex and JR, I, I was like that a lot in tournaments. I was just didn't want to talk. Uh, if I was having a bad day, I, you know, like everybody have a tendency to want to spin out and get frustrated or something. But I think like another thing I'm trying, I was going to work on this year, but I haven't really got to do a whole lot of tournaments yet. But anyway, uh, is kind of trying to find a happy medium to where like Jimmy, like, Oh, I'm just going out. It's at the, at the end of the day, I'm just fishing. But at the same time, I'm going out to fish to win. Yeah. So it's it's finding that medium to where I can stay laser focused. But if I lose a fish, for example, that would have been a kicker fish or something like that, I'm not going to let the whole day take a turn. Like, okay, collect myself. I lost that fish, fish move on, get the next one. And then yep. at the end of that, if you don't place well at the end of that, it's not, oh, well, I lost and I suck. Excuse me just, one minute. Oh, you're good. No, I lost and I suck and whatnot. It's... I did this, this, and this right, but I did maybe this wrong or that hooks. I lost that fish because I didn't do, I didn't have hooks that right or whatever. You know, I did something wrong and I can learn from that, fix it. So it either doesn't happen again or next time if it does happen, you know, it's something I can work on. So that's, I think that happy medium is sure the ultimate goal. But Yeah. And that, that's kind of what this year has been for me is like, like, I don't worry. Like I, I've been sh- like, I show up at the ramp on time, but. I've been letting myself be the last one to launch. Like, yeah. Just chill. Just not rush. Like those are that, those that, nine games that you're talking that is, about though. Yeah, that is not me. Yeah. If I'm pulling away from the ramp and I see you just sitting there laughing at me as I'm pedaling my brains out, I'm gonna be like, Oh, 
what he got up his sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> and that see, like that's what's that is. I've never thought about that way. That probably is a I don't know. That makes me want to do that more often now. Because it's go. like that's, that's what you don't signature. know is Jimmy's got I have three no rods clue with, with a rigs <laughs> and two rods with frogs on it, and that's what he's throwing. That's it. <laughs> but that yeah, no, that like that like I said, like you're talking about the medium and everything, though. I for for me that's what it's been. It's just like calm, relaxed, and then but like that tournament, you know, I was out doing stuff I don't normally do, no confidence in that stuff. And then when I got on that first big fish and I was like, okay, looked at the leaderboard, was like, okay, nobody's on them yet. Next cast got another big fish. Then it was like switch. It's like, all right, game time, time to, yeah. time to grind. And that, that, that's what's been working, working so far. So we'll see how it goes, but uh well let's get into y'all's actual tournament day we know uh jr we'll let you go first we know that you got on them like you said you you got into the mid 80s pretty quick but kind of walk us through through your day and without giving away your area just kind of boat trader is america's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from we offer simple comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell find and finance new or used boats visit boattrader.com to get started Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com how it was um so yeah i i put in um i got out across the shallow area um kind of out to mid river um it, and the river's huge i mean it's it's wide it's loaded with islands um kind of knew where i wanted to be um so i got out there uh started fishing what I like to do, I like to fish upriver. I like mm -hmm. having those fish looking upriver, cast it to them, bring my lure back. That's oh, just yeah. Yeah. less chance of spooking them. I got a question for you. You mentioned fishing uh, mid-river. What do you look for when fishing mid-river? Because this is something that I need to work on myself. So it's... I don't know how to describe it. So the Susquehanna. Um, don't give anything away either. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's part of what he's doing. He's like, God, I, I don't know how to. No, you don't got to worry about yeah. it. I'm not, I'm not so you have the, so. the channel. I mean, like you get the channel swings and stuff like that with any river. Yeah. Um. So, and it could be, it could flow. It could be on the east side. Then it flows to the west side and so forth. Um. So, and as, as I said earlier, there's lots of dead parts in this river. Mm -hmm. um, the west bank of where I was, um, I know it holds a lot of small fish. I'm talking eight, nine, ten inch fish. Um, getting out towards that mid river, I knew that the channel, the deeper part of the river, was on the east bank of where I was. Um, so it was from about mid river going towards the east bank, you had some slightly deeper water. That was where mm -hmm. your faster water was. Um, 
around those islands that I was fishing. So, uh, I just started, I mean, you can have talking to Island, maybe the size of a couch to mm -hmm. 30 acres. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, wow. so what I would do was just work each side of the islands, uh, behind the Island in front of the Island, then move on to the next one. And that's what I did. And I just kept hitting each Island and I'd, the big ones, I'd fully circle the whole entire thing. Okay. And, uh, after I had them all knocked out, I started back at the first one and started making my way back through again. Um, and I'll tell you, I was, uh, it was tubes. Uh, my tubes, I generally don't use that in the shallower water, the faster water, but some of the deeper pockets, um, throwing these, uh, dry Creek tubes. God, I love tubes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love tubes. And honestly, that's oh. what my bigger fish come on. Usually when I'm up there fishing is I, I know if I'm throwing a tube, I might get a bigger fish. Generally speaking, um, Brad's going to take notes because he asked about tubes today on Instagram. I did. <laughs> and then uh, I need to throw them spinner baits. I love the spinner bait. The spinner bait is just, I couldn't get up. I, I like throwing a chatter bait. I love throwing chatter bait. Just like, well, we all do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's the number one thing for a kayak angler is a chatter bait. I feel I like every time somebody's like, yeah, I don't throw it. And I'm like, well, you're wrong. Like, right. you're, just, <laughs> you're, you're just dumb. <laughs> Girl, I just not get a bite going on it. I, I mean, I, I tried and tried, and I mean, and I, when I was up there in May, I mean, I friggin' killed them on a custom chatterbait made by a tackle company. It's local to that area, custom color and everything. I mean, I freaking killed them on it. And um, so I tried getting that going, wouldn't go. So I went throwing the spinner bait, and it just. It was it was just lights out. I mean, it was just like boom, boom, boom. I so mean, in a, it didn't matter in where a, I was throwing it. In a big moving water place like the Susky, that's got like you like you said, you like to fish up upstream, throw it into the current. You know, are you like? Do you like a heavier one that you know you can get to kind of do its actual action, or do you like to throw the smaller one? And when it comes through into these like higher percentage areas that. They're either a they're already getting on it because of you know predation and predatory action, or you like to keep it small for the profile of what the other bait that they eat. Like, what's your thought behind the spinner bait and somewhere like that? So I've got two rigged up. Um, they're almost the same identical color. Um, one is for throwing another current, and another one is throwing a little bit more of slack water. So if I'm targeting, if I might throw behind the island or in front of the island where it's a little bit slower water, mm -hmm. I'm throwing the one. And if I might throw into some faster current, I throw the other one. Um, Different weights? Just, yeah. Um, well, do you mind once more. Your... <laughs> what? He um, said, do you mind showing? <laughs> I'll tell you. Colors, his, um, size. It, the guy's local there is a. Uh, it's John Styler. He's um Snaggler Tackle Company. And he's just got some awesome colors for up there. And uh that's for that I mean, I got a box of spinner baits and they're all by him. It's just all these custom colors. He guides hmm. on the river. So I mean he's he's very familiar with the place. So uh 
I throw these particular colors and it just, we, there's one's a river thumper. It actually, it'll fall and come through the current a little bit better. It's almost got like an, uh, like an Indiana, Indiana blade on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives that a little bit more thump. And then uh, he's got another couple different variations. There's a thin wire one. That's the one I usually throw where there's a little bit less current. Um, okay. Uh, what else? That's really about the only two things I really threw. Um, I said I won that chatterbait, but I I just couldn't get that bite going. And with, um, with your with your tube, are you just kind of like is that your like slack water area situation or? Yeah, where it's a little bit deeper. I'm not throwing yeah, a real yeah, shallow. Yeah. Like I'm bringing there, a lot of my fish were caught in that spinner bait, and I, probably a foot and a half less of water. Mm-hmm. And I mean, wow. I'm running that right down the side of the islands, and the islands are you got you got all your they're all lined with grass, and I mean, they're just kind of hold up in there here and there. Yeah, just hunting out of the grass um, for ambush yep. and stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a um, limb and say Brad's gonna like have a post by the end of the week of him like <laughs> smacking them on a small mouth, tagging you on Instagram. Yeah. Thanks for the tips. <laughs> Called that tackle <laughs> tag. Yeah. <laughs> well, I already got a couple spots in mind, except like our, our river is a little different. We got like rock rock islands in the middle. It's not real grassy. So, okay. But this whole river is lined with islands and they all have grass. I mean, just yeah, about everyone. Awesome. Your big ones kind of don't have it on the sides, but they'll have it on the back end and the front end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your smaller islands all got grass on them and stuff. Hmm. But I mean, up beyond, I mean, there's there's islands on the west side where I put in that and, but they were only home smaller fish. I had to get out more mid river closer to where that channel was, which and and now I'm not, it wasn't much of a channel. It might've been four or five foot deep as opposed to where I was fishing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, some of there's a big Island I fished and I was catching fish on the West side of it, which, them fish would have had to go all the way around the island to get out to the east side, but it was more shaded too. So you got that low water, and I mean our water temperature—the water temperature I had was eighty-one degrees. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, that's crazy to think about. On like just because of like pictures I've seen of when that river is up and running, mm-hmm. just to think of like in my head when I see it, I'm like, yeah, it probably never sees over seventy. Like now it and it's that river's changed a lot since last year. Yeah, uh, I haven't the spot I fished Saturday. Um, I haven't fished it at all this year. I only fished it once last year, and that was during uh, one of our MAKBF events up there. Mm. And um, I get out there and I'm looking. I'm like, I'm looking for this particular huge tree and this kind of cut through this island. It wasn't even there no more. Huh. <laughs> now I know that's they had a my lot favorite of running down there this year and all that. Yeah. So, I mean, from last year to this year, I mean, it, it changed. I mean, it took out an Island and a tree. And that's my favorite it, thing about crazy. the rivers and the creeks here is we've had a few good years where a lot of flooding in the spring. So it's, even if the fishing wasn't good last year, it's always fun to go back because it, it changes everything. Like you said, I've seen trees that look like they've been there since like 
Jesus walked the earth and there's no way something could move it. And then like I went this year and this like five and a half foot across Oak tree is gone. And, you're, and these are creeks. This isn't somewhere like a boat's going down with a chainsaw to get rid of it. Like yeah. this, And then, but like, then you go around the next corner and you're like, well, there used to be a gravel beach here with a subtle point. And now it is literally the river is cutting through where that used to be. Like it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like it, it moved thousands and thousands of tons of earth with water pressure and, but it sets up all sorts of new stuff. That's what, you know, the long story short, it's just, it's always different, which is back to what we were talking about at the very beginning with Alex is you gotta always be learning, you know, where yeah, you, you go to Google pick the area from the most recent Google pick, which I think was like last year, or the year before. And then you get out there and you look and you're like, this looks nothing like that picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, damn you Google. You're wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely learned for, for rivers. You're not, you're not doing a whole lot of map study. Like you would like, for, especially lakes. You can you can map study a lake from Google and go back and like see. There's a lake by us. It's called Caesar's Creek. It, there's literally an old town at the bottom of it that they flooded and all that back in the day. And you can look at old Google images and you can see where it was low, where structure is, things like that. But with the river, you can go back and every year it will look completely different, and it looks like nothing like it did now. So you can. Like there's certain spots like major rivers. I mean, even those like oh, the Ohio looks way different than it did five years ago. And that's a, a huge body of water that, you know, there's no such thing as map study. It's it's on the ground putting work in in the boat itself to know. find stuff. My whole thing with the rivers is there's no map studying other than looking for for access points. That's the only thing I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, some of those are gone, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll look I'll look for riffles and stuff, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I will do that just to show if I'm in an area that is you know prone to have good current but i've been to a lot of those when you get there and that stuff's gone too but it's gone yeah believe me i i found an access point that had moved uh about two miles down the river it was just torn <laughs> off and it used to be an access point and it's not anymore so <laughs> find the boat ramp two two miles away yeah dude it was yeah it wasn't good it's oh, it's geez. brad i'm pretty sure if i told it's over in piqua that boat ramp the little one it's not there anymore. It's gone. Hmm. Yeah. The river comes over the berm now. It's just gone. It's just not there. That's weird. stupid. Yeah, I know. It's dumb because the rest of our lake or whatever. All right. Sorry. <laughs> rabbit hole. Complaining <laughs> on Ohio. Yeah. Well, well uh, Alex, let's get into your tournament day. I mean, you are the the big champion of the weekend there. So let's let's hear how it went. It, it was fun. I mean, I caught a ton of fish throughout the day. You know, it was one of those things. Um, without giving away too much, because there's a big event coming up. But, uh, um, you know, I, unlike JR, I mean, I, I caught him on a chatterbait. <laughs> um, of course. It was, uh, <laughs> and, and they were eating it good to a, to the point to where, um, I mean, they were, they were wrecking it, you know, and it was, it was good. Um it doesn't always work like that for me. I've mm-hmm. predominantly, you know, been a spinnerbait guy, but you know, it's hard to throw something else when that's working. Um, so I also throw tubes and they're very effective. Um, I'm a fan of the river rock custom baits. I have no affiliation with them, but I feel like they, uh, they build a pretty good tube. Um, I like their colors and they make a small two and three quarter that I really like to throw with like a 16th ounce, uh, you know, one-aught 
jig head. Um, that's kind of my go-to. Lighter the better. Um, I almost like to float them through current. To be honest with you, it's one of my mm. favorite ways. I've always fish. wondered if that was an effective, like a weightless I, tube. It's yeah, it's weightless or like a really lightweight. Yeah, like just let it get swept down. in the current. Yes. Um, yep. That's now I got one of my favorite ways to catch them. Um, and they hit it so hard, you know. <laughs> I've always said my favorite bite out of all fishing doesn't matter what it is is a smallmouth spinnerbait bite. It's like mm-hmm. lightning strikes the rod. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I like topwater. Topwater's great. Topwater's also frustrating because I think, like, the hookup ratio kind of kills it for me. Um, but when I, you know, when you, on a taunt line, when a smallmouth bites a spinnerbait, there's nothing better. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. that, that's, you know. That's that's my. If I could catch fish every day, you know, that's how I want to catch them. So, um, but I never ended up throwing a, a spinner bait on Saturday, so I didn't need to. Um, Hard to put down the chatter, Bob, man. Well, no, and I did. I mean, I, I caught them on everything, though. That was the difference. I mean, I caught them. I caught some on a tube. I caught some on the chatter bait. Don't overlook cranking. Um, because it's an effective tool there. Um, some of my good fish were crankbait bites. Um, so I'm going to ask you all these details and all this, but I I know yeah. that this big event's coming up. So <laughs> I'm like, not going, going to delve to... into it. I know. Like, yeah. Can, maybe after <laughs> the BOS, we can have an after action. And I yeah. Will absolutely. We'll like... have a part two because I'm yeah. very interested. <laughs> I'm going to be here for that because I keep wanting every time you say something, I'm like, I'm getting ready to say it, and I was like, no, I can't. Well, it's like oh, I'm shit. trying to pay attention, and I'm over here trying to figure out how to design a question where you can tell me and not tell everyone else at the same yeah. time, basically. Well, I so I know that your guys' big following is podcasts, right? Yep. Yeah. So let me do something for you guys. I'm going to try a little test run here. And I know this is going to be backwards, so you'll have to mirror image it. Um, we're putting baits together over here is what it sounds like. (laughs) This is when I wish we had the like live editing skills to like blur stuff. And I don't want you guys to say anything. Let's get some more viewers watching. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I know who he, ah, yes. Okay. So let's, uh, let's see what that does. (laughs) Yeah, everyone be quiet. No one speak. Um, Move along. (laughs) Yeah, so there you go. I I just, I'm not going to, we're just going to keep going. (laughs) We're all sitting here trying to think of what to say because we don't want to. I know. (laughs) Like, I'm. Like if this is, I'd just be like, all right, so uh, continue to say what you were saying because I can't say anything. Yeah, so there I was just floating down it. in my Hobie Pro Angler, um, <laughs> looking at all the fun places to. Uh, no, very similar to date what Jr. was talking about. Um, different technique, um, t- different but similar. Um, sometimes I feel like 
what you have confidence throwing at the certain moment makes the big bigger difference. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to put down the spinner bait when you just got bit by it because that's what they're biting, right? I think it would been different. I might have thrown the spinner bait more had I not just caught a you know a decent fish on a chatter bait. And then so that's kind of my day on the river of you know just especially during a tournament why you it's not experimental day while you're out there tournament yeah. fishing you're like hell no yeah. I'm catching them on this i'm gonna i'm gonna live or die by the thing you know what i mean yeah. like that's like you talk about top water second ago and frustrating that is the problem is it's my favorite and god forbid something whether it's the right species or not bites it then it's just stuck in my hand all day yeah so I, I totally you get that one lightning big bite and you're like fun. And that's all you want to do. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. And especially smallies on top, dude. Yeah. Oh. Smallies on top on a spook. Ugh. When when I throw oh. top water and they, they they pull the Houdini on me, you know, six out of eight times. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Then it's the, it's not the fun factor, it's the suck factor. And you're like, why do I suck so bad at this? You know, like, yeah. it's, it's really bad. So why does this bait suck? It's the bait's fault. I got the no, wrong I, rod. I blame yeah. myself because I see other people catching it on it. And I'm like, all right, well, it's just me. That's just, yeah. you, know, you just suck today, Alex. You know, you're not very good. So I think what's even worse is catching them on something that you don't like. Like last year I had a day. I, oh, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the fluke. I just, I like I know it produces. I just don't like. I'd rather, but it works. (laughs) But it just works. Like I'd rather throw a hard body. Like I'd rather throw a Mega Bass Vision One Ten. Everyone in the paddle and fin group calls me the JDM Lord because I love JDM stuff. But it was one day, dude. I was I threw a fluke because I was like, I'll just throw this caffeine chat out, and I got bit. I threw it again, got bit. I changed. I was like, nope, done. They're biting. They're eating something else. Nothing for two hours. Threw the fluke, (laughs) caught like twelve more fish. I was like, this is (laughs) stupid. Like I just don't want to catch fish on this, but I'm catching fish, and I'm like, I don't know. It's just I, I'm stubborn enough. No, it'd be different in a tournament, but I'm stubborn enough. Like, because I'm the same way with the fluke, have a love hate relationship with it. But we went out to a little honey hole, honey hole on Lake Gunnersville, and my buddy was wrecking them on the fluke. And I was like, I don't care, I'm not throwing it. I don't care. Just keep catching your five pounders. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, no, no. So we've we've got a <laughs> we've got a local guy, Aaron Fetterman. You know, and we joined him to turn the fluke master. I mean, he's, <laughs> he that he lives or dies by it, and it's when like when he kills it on it, he kills it on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and he's very effective fluke fisherman. I can't do it, man. It's like, ugh. yeah. It's just, I own it's... a ton of them, and every time I pull that little like container out in the garage i get this weird feeling like i don't like this <laughs> and it was to show you my confidence is in the absolute dirt right now you know i'm just dragging my confidence in like a bag on the gravel road behind me so, yeah yeah what, what kills my confidence with the fluke and other ways of using it too like uh, i don't know if y'all anybody's familiar with the donkey rig oh, is yeah. when you get a donkey rig going and you get two fluke 
dancing and jerking oh, yeah. around like little bait fish, and you don't catch fish. I don't mm-hmm. understand. It like, makes no sense. It looks it too good everything. to yeah. not work. Like, if a bait yeah. takes me longer than five minutes to tie on, I don't want to catch them on it. it. <laughs> <laughs> My secret is I, I tie up multiple donkey rigs and put them in a Ziploc bag before I go out just so I don't have to fool with it. Well, yeah. that's smart. bless you and your preparation. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever say that to me again. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, oof. No, See, and I, I always have a fluke tied on when I go up there. They're behind me, <sighs> spinning around, wrapping up other rods, you know, with the... Yeah. yeah like, it's me yeah. and a drop shot. I haven't... Oh, That's, yeah, drop yeah. shot's yeah. the same way. I it's love to get fish on a drop oh. shot, but I haven't figured out the most effective way to, like, carry it around and tote it on a kayak. Because I'm always bands. fighting it. Rubber bands. Yeah, I know, rubber That's, bands. I did, a, I did hair, hair ties one time. And actually, I don't know what happened to that said bag of hair ties because God knows last weekend that little drop <laughs> shot was. If you put a drop shot and an A rig anywhere close to each other on a kayak crate or two rod holders, yeah. shit's going downhill. Yeah, like yeah. you're not stopping it. So we're not all like Greg Blanchard with our cool bait sacks that hold everything so nice. Yeah, and I'm not dude, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's awesome. Yeah, he is. Well. We'll just get in in towards the end of this, just because I don't want you to. I don't want to somehow us to slip up and divulge too much. You know, we're, we're glad that y'all came on. And again, uh, w- I think we've got some uh, time after the Susky where we won't have any big majors. And uh, I've already made a little note here. We'll probably get a couple of those people and a couple of you guys or y'all two and two from the Hobie. Or maybe it's just y'all because y'all kicked ass at the Hobie, and well, then you can really get into some. Hell yeah. That'd be get sweet. in some real like gangster information on fishing the Susky because I know another one of our hosts would like to get in on it too. I know uh, Sean. Sean lives up there on this or near the Susky, yeah. and he's getting pretty good. He's going to be at the Hobie event, so good luck to him too. Maybe y'all can like one, two, three. It that'd be sick. Well, I'll put this oh, out there. Awesome. If any of you guys, uh, and I know Jr. would probably extend the same invite. If any of you guys wander up this direction and and you know want to go out. Hit us up. We oh, could, absolutely. Uh, I will 100% keep that in the that, list. That's, uh, it's, Jimmy, it's a world-class history. So, yeah. I just need uh, a reason to go there, that's all. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> hey, well, I'm going. Give me that yeah. reason. Yeah. That's the... <laughs> It's the, it's the, the one reason. place I say every year I'm going to go because I like fishing moving water. I love, like, shoals and fishing for smallies and difficult areas, and I never make it up there. And I don't know why. I need to tell Brian we're not going to ICAST. We instead of him driving down and picking me up and going to Miami for Peacocks, I need to drive up, pick all y'all up, and we just swing out to PA. Now I'll tell you, don't get me wrong. Smallies are amazing. Have you caught a peacock? I have never been. No. Yeah, that's just wait. Just wait. Okay. Why you know wait. I used to go down to Florida all the time and I just you know I I need to. That's a that's a bucket list for me. I've yeah. I've got all these little bucket list things, um, but it's like really hard to you know. Yeah. Oh no, I get it. Because this is my problem be... is is I hunt, and I've got like buff bucket list hunting. You know, yeah, and me it's too. like. Yeah. So you have what my wife calls elk. too many good hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. There's no such thing. And then I've Not when shed, it comes to hunting you know, and fishing. So then you got to do that. And I know JR does too. So it's like, it's a balance right now. 
That's what we're we're getting ready to go down to iCast and Brian. I, I was worried about getting everything set up to go to iCast. And then Brian had mentioned that I could ride down with him. He's going to drive down from Illinois, pick me up. And he was like, well, I'll be at your house Saturday. We'll be in Miami Sunday. We're going to go with Nicholas Beltran and go chase Peacocks. Then we'll leave there and we can like either go to the Keys and go try to get on Tarpon or we can go up and catch up with Gene Wilson or go to the Stick Marsh and get, try to catch a you know 14-pounder. So that I'm going to be dead when I get back from this trip because we're ending the trip after I cast camping on Gunnersville for frogfish. Oh, that'll be so. Fun. We're it's, I'm going to be smoked by the time we get back. But looking hopefully, forward to, looking hopefully. forward to seeing how that goes because it it sounds like a yeah I know like you're you're like you're going to be dead but like wow live it live it. Oh yeah, die, man. And know. I think we're we're going to do our best to. I know we're doing a lot of podcasting stuff. I think we're going to try to film a bunch of it. Just in case, I mean, I don't need a giant peacock. You know, just a peacock. But Somebody please film boat. Jimmy trying to ride an alligator just for me. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I got close to that at Lake Fork. I should. I wish I'd had my GoPro. I'd turned my GoPro off because I was on the phone with my wife. And I came right next to a monster, like, 14-foot gator on the bank oh. and was like, oh, no, I'm out. Like, All right. I'm hey, crossing the lane. Do me a favor and just get your phone out and then tell Brian there's a gator. And I want to just watch him run. Oh, I wish like, I that's what I want him running from that one last year or this year in Florida. That was beautiful. He, We're in a little canal that will barely fit two kayaks. He's around the corner fishing. I look up. He's making a wake as he rounds the corner with his motor on full blast <laughs> and blows right past me in the bank. And as he passed, he said, nope, F that. Yeah, what happened? (laughs) Oh Oh, man, stories for another time. But guys, we we appreciate y'all coming on to talk as much as you can about the Susky event. And congratulations to both of you. We're sorry that uh, second place couldn't be here to hang out with us. Uh, Sorry that Dan couldn't make it. Uh, I'm sorry that these two two fools had to jump in and do the do the (laughs) job for him. Totally kidding. Wow. But uh, this is the the part of the show where we like to let everybody, uh, our guests, thank you know whoever makes fishing easier for you. So, sponsors, families, wives. I'm gonna say it so you don't forget. Make sure you thank the wives. But Jr., go ahead, you first. Uh, all right, I'll start out with my wife Chrissy. Uh, Sorry. and then uh, same thing with my kids, my niece uh, Sage, my uh, both my sons AJ and Trip. And then uh, definitely my parents, more than anything, my parents and my grandparents. And then uh, last but not least, my uh, sponsors, which would be the uh, Flying Fish Brewery, uh, Snaggler Tackle. a sponsor I could get behind. I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Check out Snaggler Tackle if you can, especially if you're fishing the Susky. And then uh, Angle Coolers. And... uh, my family there at uh, MAKBF. Yeah. I mean, that day that we were fishing, <laughs> they were they were putting out posts just rooting us on. So I mean, which was cool to see, you know, that rooting us on while we're fishing against others up in Pennsylvania. Hell yeah! So, yeah, we got yeah, a cool thing cool. going down there. The local sport. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Tinker just make fun of us when we do it, so that must be nice. <laughs> yeah, us doing good is probably like the worst thing that you can do is being us. Yeah. So, yeah. what, Alex? What that's about true. you, man? Uh, my wife, Kate. My parents as well. Um, you know, 
I don't think there's enough credit there. Um, you know, ever since I was a kid, there was always an open spot on the boat, open spot in the goose blind. Um, my dad never didn't let us go. He encouraged it, and that's why I'm here. Um, and then Delaware Paddle Sports, awesome dealer. Um, they support me well. Uh, I love those guys. They're family for me. Innovative sportsman, Trey Leach, Toby, and I-Rod Fishing Rods. Good old I-Rods. What's, uh, what's your favorite? We can do this. This will be some cool detail. You can us what's your favorite of the I-Rod line? Uh, you know, all of them. I tell you, <laughs> Russ Snyder put out a hell of a rod uh, on a chatterbait. <laughs> the uh, Snyder Sniper is a wicked tool, man. I, I don't know what it is about that, but I can... I can launch oh. it. It's it, I, I'm in a little bit of like a debate with that one because like it's it's so good. Um, but they used to have the stone, or it's it's still for sale too. Is like the stone cold swim jig vibrating jig rod. Uh, it's got a little bit. I don't know. It's got a little bit more like grassy, like Potomac River feel to it. Like it's just a little bit more stout. Yeah. Um, so it's got a little more bone to pulling them out of, you know, thick grass. Um, not saying the sniper isn't, but like, golly, I can, I can launch that thing. And then on the finesse side, uh, the medium heavy power finesse, um, is awesome for just about anything. I, you know, Matt Newman, the owner of Irod, he, he just puts out a hell of a line, you know, they're, They've just got so many rods, got some new ones coming out that are I'm looking forward to. Um, what turned me on to the rods is he offered us a contingency program with MAKBF, and you buy a rod to get entered into the contingency program. If you win the event, you get a free rod. Hmm. If you're the highest placing finisher for the iRod contingency for that event, you get a $50 uh you know rebate and you can stack them as much as you want you know and i ended up winning a rod and i was like let me try this thing out and i was kind of a saint croix snob for a long time and started throwing his and i was like man this is nice you know and then i i had gotten a couple contingency rods you know and finally i was like forget about it i'm in kind of went all in you know just had fillers and he ended up bringing me on board, which is really awesome. He's a great guy. I'm a Dobbins snob, but Dobbins snob, but I've had too many of my buddies that are like, even guys that like, oh, I'm like you said, St. Croix. Some of them that like Loomis, and and then be like, I don't know if you haven't tried that eye rod though. So I'm like forcing myself not to try one for now, which sucks because Russ is my buddy and I really want to try his rod, but I know I'm gonna be like, well. Oh, that that rod's going to seal the deal. I mean, you know, and when when I tell people, you know, that I'm with iRod, and they're like, what do you recommend this, that, and the other? I said, I recommend a rod that you feel comfortable with in your hand that you have confidence in. Whether that be iRod, I know that goes against standard protocol. That's what I like. I encourage you to try them. And I've always offered at any one of our MAKBF events, I've got a ton of them. I've got like 15 iRods. Call me up. Let me know what you want to try. And I'll have it rigged up. You can use my reel. You can use your own reel. Um, just just put it to test and see if it's for you. And if it's for you, great. And if it's not, you know, 
it's what's comfortable in your hand, what's your comfort, what's your price point comfortability is, you know, there's so many factors that go into the rods you choose. Um, but so many people have just kind of, you know, turned with them and, and they're really, you know, kind of like them and they support kayak anglers, which I love, um, you know, any support programs, you know, the contingency program was great for us. Everybody loves it. Um, and that's, that's kind of my thing on iRod. You know, there's just so many, I, I use Bub's punch rod down in Florida and that was way too much fun. That's more fun than you can have on a skateboard at the X games, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That uh, hurt is bad. Well, I can't say that Adam riser can speak on how bad a punch rod hurts. If you yeah, swing and miss. Yeah. I know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That bleh, freaking little, picture still bothers little, me. Little dental work on old Adam there, but he, he took it he took it like a champ and I was I like, he it, didn't get it fixed for like a good minute. He just I lived it and was like that helped Adam. I mean, it was like I forget how many thousand people had watched that on Wired to Fish when they aired it. Yeah. And I was like, This is nothing but good news for Adam. I know it sucks because it probably hurt like hell and it, you know, is expensive to fix, but like it just threw them out there into the like everybody. Yeah. Know. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if you get on a viral wired to fish video, it's nothing, you know, even bad news sometimes is good news. So Chad Hoover says that I don't agree with that. him on a lot of things, but Chad Hoover says there's no bad publicity and that's a very true thing. <laughs> no. And Adam's a great guy. I love oh, him. You know, that's my so, buddy. I, he is <laughs> such an awesome angler, but he's even better human being. You know, he's, yeah, he's like the best man. And, you know, he, he just like, I think I overthink things, but like when you hear him talk fishing, it's like bust out the pen and paper because you better be, hey, man, I had the, I had the blessing and he, uh, he stayed with me. Uh, he was guiding on Gunnersville yeah. this winter. So he came and stayed with us for the night to be a little closer. And we got talking one night and like, you're just like, Oh Yeah. What? make you go cross yeah. with some of Well, then when he things, leaves, but... I'm like, damn, I suck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus. The... And then he asks you questions like, well, what do you think about? But like, no, 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 no. You don't want to know because I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he serves up serving size uh, humble pies real quick. But uh, Heck yeah. No, but he's, he's, you know, he's such a nice guy. He's well, well liked throughout the community. I don't know if he's got a, an enemy, you know. Uh, I highly doubt it. No. If he has an enemy, that person's an asshole. I'm gonna go yeah. out and say it. Like I will be that guy to say that you oh, yeah. you are the asshole in that situation. Right, like, yeah. All right, guys. Well, we've had you on here for a while. I don't want to keep everybody up too late. I know Brad's probably ready for me to shut the hell up. I can see it in his face. <laughs> but uh it was good to have you back, Alex JR is great to have you here. Um Thank like you. I said, I got a note. We're gonna have y'all back. I really want to get into some more of the e- more yes. detail into Susky after these big events yes. are over with. But uh, we appreciate it, and uh, we hope to see you all back soon. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. Peace. Appreciate y'all hanging out with me, buddy. Heck oh, yeah. yeah. That was a I cool episode. I just wish yeah. you could go in more detail. Yeah, I, I was fired up about it because, uh, you know, Dan hit me up and said it was the biggest one. And I was like, well, before he could even say it, I was like, oh, that's sweet we can kind of preview Susky. And then I didn't really think about like, well, shit, they can't really say anything. Cause yeah. it's first thing when they both got on the background, I was like, are y'all fishing Hobie? And they were like, Oh yeah. I was like, well, shit, <laughs> we ain't going to be able to really say anything. So, but, uh, 
No, it's that was, it's still a great episode. The Susky, it always interests me. It's always, I mean, it's small mouth, it's moving water. And it always seems like, because we've talked, uh, I think we've done Susky shows two or three times, and it's always just a little different on how they're catching them, areas they're catching them. Uh, so it, it still was a great show. And I don't oh, even yeah. know where to start on that river if I was to fish it. I have no idea. That's I, I feel the same way. Like I'm I'm very drawn to it, but like yeah. what I know of fishing moving water, that stretches so wide and so many miles. It's like I don't yep. know, I would not know how to break that down. I mean, our rivers like our, our river is deep in spots and it's not that wide. You know, no, maybe yeah, same, yeah. 70 yards wide maybe in spots i would say and and that's at the the wider spots most of the spots we fish that are deep are 25 to 40 yards wide like yeah you're you're having to fish in a line because you can't fish side by side i, I want to so. say i meant to ask them i think that the susky breaks a mile wide in areas or something like that yeah <sighs> i've heard that too like it is a giant like shoal like you said the island covered just broken up river basically is the best way i can put it and like, yeah, like I, I think like, so like you, you talk about 40 yards yet wide. Most of the creeks I'm fishing, the widest one I've ever fished for smallmouth was 50 yards, mm-hmm. but you can still, it's very much obvious of your deep sections or the current breaks that set up better based off depth or like that little bit of grass yeah. with the Susky, like just seeing I, that's when I get on like a YouTube binge. I love watching kayak videos there. And I just, just the videos. I'm just like, I, I don't know what you would do. Like, I don't know where to, I would cast at everything. Like I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially after you said there's some dead spots now I'm like, Oh, that would look so juicy. And then I yeah. wouldn't get a catch and I wouldn't know. I wouldn't think I was a dead spot. And even now I'm going to forget this and I'm going to go and I'm going to be like, Oh yeah. Oh, I'm suck. not. I'm going to keep it in mind that if we get on the Susky ever and I realize that no one else is there, I have found one of these dead areas and to keep moving. <laughs> well, good thing, I just, hopefully you can drop by and pick me up on the way there and I can just follow you. Yeah, you I'm just, telling you, if that I, might be the trip we do next year is I've got the, the two places that I want to go the most that I haven't been now is I want to go to, uh, oh shit, St. Clair. St. Clair. Yep. I want to go to St. Clair uh, beginning of either May or June. June. I have to ask. Uh, yeah, June at Ashtrash Panda. St. Clair, beginning of June. And then I want to go to the Susky right after that. Whether I take nine days off and split it in half, but I want to get both of those bodies of waters in, you know, soon. And then, like, right after that, I think I want to do Malax. We need to have a PNF get together this fall. Just, just yes. us, our group. Yeah. Like, not an event. It's just, just, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I definitely want to. Let's do it. Maybe, maybe we can make somebody at ICAST pay us, and we'll just turn around and get a get get an Airbnb at the Susky. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I'm open to pit myself out for anybody. So hey, holler! But I'm telling you, feet picks and OnlyFans. I just need one of you guys to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, we normally hit a little bit of tournament coverage. Uh, great news for everybody. That, that Oh, Jesus Christ. For anybody on YouTube, I am so sorry. But at the same time, if you would like to pay, I will have my PayPal on the link below because we just saw the bottom of Brad's feet. That's the teaser, people. That's the first Boys time I've ever come. smelled sorry, a video. You're like, <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy, go ahead. But No, you're good. But uh, 
great news for all y'all that uh, last week, I think we had 23 and this week we have two and one of them is the show we covered. So uh, the only other one that went on was the socks and socks and cookies kicking bass for troops event. It was a nationwide online event. Uh, Timothy Campbell had 88 and a quarter for the win from Florida probably could have guessed that second place yeah. is actually surprising was Danny Bowen with 87 and three quarter from Oklahoma and oh. third place, David Leslie with 83 from Florida as well. So a oh, couple, couple normals, but Oklahoma getting up in there surprised though. We need to, if anybody from that event that put it on or that knows anybody's listening, if y'all are going to make that an annual thing, like hit us up, let us help you promote it because we probably could definitely get more people in for a troops event. And oh, yeah. maybe at least get some Texas folk in on this to shut the Florida folks up that won this. So, <laughs> and then uh, for some reason, if you didn't catch on, the event that we had today was the kayak anglers of Central Pennsylvania on the Middle Susky, sixty-five anglers of five fish. Alex Fielko won it with ninety-two. Jonathan Linker second place, ninety-one and a quarter, and our man Jr. third place with ninety-one. So that's it for this week. Uh, next week we'll hit you with another big show. Uh, think there's a KBF. It's either next week or the week after. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah. Appreciate you guys for hopping on with me and hanging out for real. I knew that it was worth asking y'all because it was about smallmouth. And I know that's kind of the only thing I don't care about anymore. So true. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not about, I mean, I'm all about smallmouth, greenfish. They're fun, but smallmouth or peacocks. Greenfish in Ohio. I'll move. Well, yeah. Most things in Ohio suck except for smallmouth. But I'll move to Florida and never catch smallmouth again for peacock bass. I'll just do it. I would I would move to Florida just to fish the stick marsh every day. Or... I have no well, desire yeah, to would... go to Florida. Well, then you have Brad, who's just a stick in the mud. So <laughs> We'll at least come That's... down to Gunnersville. We'll give you a taste of what Florida's like. Yeah, Giant bass and so heavy bad. grass. Dude, I'm telling you, Sounds just so good. kick work in the ass and catch a ride with Brian on the way down. We'll get you a I... paddling fin pass to ICAST. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm going to Florida in August, though. I'm already that taking doesn't time. Matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'll figure Life out. is only once, and we make terrible decisions, and we keep living. So just make a bad decision. I'll go ahead and yeah, I'll, I'll put your information in for the iCast thing. Don't do it yet. <laughs> but I. I mm, mm. All right. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in this week. Next week, we'll have more of the same uh, randomness, rabbit holes, crazy talk. But we love y'all. We'll see you then. Peace. Later. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. 
Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app. Four in the morning. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky. 